so today, I've been, it's one of those times where I just want to share some of what the Lord's been showing me. So this is going to be a little bit personal, but it's not about me. It's about what I want to share with you, that what God can do. Okay, so my, um, I wanted to just share how sometimes we can get uh, distant from the Lord, or we feel dry, we feel so empty, discouraged, things that are going on, things that have been going on for a long this whole year, actually. But things in our spirit, sometimes we just feel like, God, are you talking to me? I don't hear from you. I'm, I just don't feel like reading my Bible. I don't even feel like praying sometimes. And it's like, I shouldn't feel like that. You know, I'm saved by the blood of Christ, and I should be, like, on fire for the Lord, but yet I just felt like, mm, I just had to really seek the Lord and say, Lord, I'm sorry, but I need that fire ignited in me again. And I just thought, well, I'm going to just start praying and asking the Lord, and I did. So I, I asked him, I said, Lord, I just want to know you. I want to hear your voice. I want to grow to that relationship that I once had. And so he did. He answered my prayer, but it took on my part to seek him and ask to hear his voice, for him to reveal his heart to me, reveal things in the spirit. And so <coughs> my, my first scripture, I just, when I read this before, and I know you're all familiar with it in Revelations 2, Jesus was talking to the churches, and he spoke to them in Ephesus about how they were doing so much of the work of the Lord, doing all the right things. Uh, and even uh, it says, I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but were not, and have found them false. And you have persevered and endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary. And that's all good. Yes. We're persevering, we're pushing through, we're doing this and doing that. But yet, in verse 4, <coughs> I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love that you had at first. And in verse 7, it says, Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And so I felt like that was sort of how I was feeling. And some of you might have felt that way or are feeling that way. You know, we're doing all the right things. We're going to church, we're going to Bible study, we're reading, praying, but yet we just feel like, I don't know the Lord's voice. I don't want to hear from here. I want to hear here. Like, speak to me. And so I started a prayer journey this past year, and it's been so exciting because that's what I want to share, that you can have that. You can have that excitement again. And it just starts with simple things asking the Lord, seek his face, and make time. I always said, well, I'll talk to you later, Lord. I'll get to you later. I'll get to that. And I was not a fan of journaling. I tried, I must have five or six journals that were started, and then I left them go, because I'm not good at staying with that journaling. But that's okay. If that's not you, that's fine. But I thought that I needed to discipline myself. So through the year, I started to with just starting by just praying to the Lord, and then wherever he led me in the word, 
I would look up scripture and start reading it and asking him, what were you saying about that? And it would uh, happen to really open my eyes to a lot of things that were happening in the spiritual world. And if we look at, <coughs> if we look to 1 Corinthians 2, 2 through th- 14. Uh, I'll go to mine too. I said 12 through 14, I mean. Okay. It says, what we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, who that, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in the words taught by the spirit, explaining spiritual realities with spirit-taught words. The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. The the person with the spirit makes judgments about all things, but such a person is not subject to merely human judgments. For who has known the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. So we know that we can see things in the spiritual realm. Others do not have those spirit, do not see that w- what we see. And so we have to be able to discern times and seasons. We have to sort of know in the spirit and sense when God is showing something to us. And as we can see what's happening around us, you know, Evil is called good, good is called evil, and so forth. Things that are coming against what is godly and biblically true. And so we need to have our eyes and ears open to what the Spirit's showing us. And some of this is partly if I ask the Lord, I need to know how to pray, how to pray then, and what God's doing. Because we as the body of Christ, we are part of that plan and God's purpose on this earth. So we have to sort of know and sense when God is moving and what he's doing and be involved where we're called to be involved. Each one of us has a different role. So what we, <coughs> through, through the guidance of the Holy Spirit, we can have insight into his plans, into his thoughts and his actions and be able to be in the part where he has called us to be. And we have to have his heart agreeing with, or our heart agreeing with what his heart wants. So, <coughs> I was hearing things, so it was interesting. One day I was praying and I was like, okay, Lord, I'm praying. Like, what am I, I just need to hear your voice and I didn't hear anything. Because, you know, we do a lot of talking when we talk to God, but we don't do a lot of listening. And so I'm like, okay, Lord, you got to, Holy Spirit, help me hear your voice. And it was really quiet, and I kept, you know, I thought, okay. And all of a sudden, in, inside, I heard this, be still and know that I am God. And I thought, well, okay, that's good. So I went to just look in my Bible at random, opened my Bible, to the scripture that says, be still and know that I'm God in 46.10. And it was just like God just gave me that little nudge saying, you heard me. 
So I'm like, okay, I am hearing you. So little by little, I would hear words or I would see something in the scriptures that God would reveal something different to me and show me like this is what we need to pray because this is what God's, I feel like this is what God's showing me. So I got involved in more an intercessory prayer of what's going on. And I started uh, just praying with someone that was like-mindedly concerned about things and we would pray together. And so that was good. And then I started realizing that a lot of the times that God would show me like a word or something, it kept repeating itself and repeating itself. So I'm like, okay. And then I would get a confirmation either through a scripture or someone would say, this is what God's showing me. I'm like, that's exactly what. And see, that's what the Holy Spirit's wanting to do with all of us. He wants us to be able to know and confirm and be in agreement in prayer. And, and we are facing a lot of things that are coming at our principles as Christians and godly principles. So I kept hearing the word wind all for about a year now. <laughs> and I wrote it in my journal and I said, you know, I felt like God was saying, there's the winds of change. Winds of change are coming. Winds of change are coming. Okay. But I kept hearing that word, wind. And then if I would look in the scripture, I'd find wind. And then I would watch a pastor or someone teaching winds, the seasons, the changing, you know. And even the winds are increasing. Have you noticed that? I don't know. It just seems like it's not just me. There's more increased winds. There are more velocity in the winds. And it's sweeping across places longer and periods of time. And in John 3, 8, it says, The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you know not where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is going throughout all over this nation and the world, seeking for whose hearts are seeking the Lord or needing to hear his voice. And I believe that's what's happening because there is a lot of hopelessness. There's a lot of despair. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of um, fear and intimidation that's been going on. And that's not from God. God is not a spirit of fear. He is not a, he de, he's not a God of confusion. And he wants us to be in tune to hear what he's saying, what his truth is, not what the other people that do not have the Holy Spirit in them are hearing. So we always have to turn to what God's word says to realign with what he is saying in our hearts. And I thought it was interesting in Psalms 104, because one day again, I was looking into the word, and I'm not following any, but it's just like every time you get that little thing that God confirms in your spirit, you get excited because you know that you are hearing from God, and we can all hear from God. The youngest can hear from God to the oldest, okay? So Psalm 104 says, He makes his clouds his chariot, and he rides on the wings of the wind. He makes the wind his messengers. And so I think, wow, God's speaking to us through his spirit, and I really feel like that's, I don't know, there's something about, he's speaking to me. I don't know about you, 
but I feel like every time now when I hear the wind blow, and I'm not worshiping nature, but every time I hear the wind blow, whether it's very strong or whether it's a soft, calm breeze, I think of the Lord. And I think, okay, Lord, what are you showing me? What are you speaking? And, you know, I didn't put this in the notes, but we were talking, and I know Glenda brought up about Exodus, and I thought it was interesting. One day I was reading about and uh, when the plagues came to Egypt, when Pharaoh was, his heart was hardened and all the plagues. But it says, I think it's Exodus 10, you want to read it at home or whatever. But it's interesting, if you really look at that, you can learn a lot through that, a whole plagues thing. Is that the locust came in with the east wind. The locust came in and destroyed all the crops. But remember, though, God also told me there's a Goshen. See, God always has a Goshen for his people. But then it lasted all day and all night, the, hot, the wind. And then, the, then he took a west wind and took every locust out of that land. Not one locust was left. They took it out to the Red Sea. But I thought that was interesting that God showed me that. But see, God will reveal things when you read the scriptures in a different light. And I'm not saying to get out of touch, but you always got to align it with what God's word says. So he wants to show us these mysteries and these things. And this is part of the mysteries of God showing us things that he reveals to us by his spirit. Um, and so I think that if this isn't going to be a very long I just wanted to share about how I feel like we are exper experiencing a lot of uh, Christians sort of feeling defeated and dry and wondering and asking questions that only God knows, like we talked about in Sunday school. So... My scripture I wanted to get to is Ezekiel 37, and we all know about this, but I really thought every time you look at something, God can reveal things to you more and more. Ezekiel 37 talks about the valley of dry bones. And the hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by his, the Spirit of the Lord, and he set me in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones, and I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am God. Notice he says, he's, he's prophesying to the dry bones, hear, hear the word of the Lord. Bones can hear. I mean, I thought, wow, okay, he's saying to the bones, What's going to happen? He's prophesying. So I prophesied, and I was, as I was commanded, and I was prophesying there, and a noise, a rattling sound, 
and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and the tendons and flesh appeared on them, and the skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. See, God has us all, his church, all, he can bring everyone and unite in alignment, put into a body. We are the body of Christ. But until the breath of his spirit comes in, then we can operate and be filled with his spirit. So then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath entered them, and they came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. And then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say that our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, this is what he says to my people, are going to open the graves. And he goes on to say about opening the graves and we just came through Easter. We just, you know, how we died with Christ, and Christ died and was raised again. So we are brought to life with him. And I feel like that's where the church sometimes is feeling. Hope is gone. You know, what's going on? Why is all this happening? You know, we're praying about it, and God's leading to still pray what he wants us to pray for but it's in his hands, and we have to trust him. And so we have to pray in the spirit, and that's another thing I learned. I had to learn to start praying in the spirit again. I had let that go. I sort of ignored that. And like, you know, there's power in the prayer. There's power in the Holy Spirit. He wants to empower us. We don't always know what we're praying, but the spirit does. And it says, we just read a while ago, that we have the mind of Christ, and renewed in the mind of Christ through his spirit. When we have Christ living in us and we have the Holy Spirit in us, then we can pray that language of prayer and God has given us all kinds of gifts that we can use. So he promises to breathe new spiritual life into us. So our hearts and our attitudes will be right with him and united with one another. And so he can cleanse and renew our hearts. And Lord, I do feel that, you know, in, we all know the scripture, Second Chronicles 7.14, where it says, If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways and repent, and I will heal their land. It's, up, it's like, I feel like there is an awakening coming to the church. I feel like there is a revival coming because... Every wave of revival seems to come when a desperation comes. And we have seen a lot of that coming. And so I believe that we as the church body need to rise up, get that breath of God, ask for his encouragement and renew in our hearts and our spirit to rise up, take our place in, in this kingdom of God that we are called to, and listen to the voice of his heart. Listen to what the Spirit is showing us. We can see in the spiritual realm the things that are not in the natural. And God can reveal things in the natural things to show us things in the spiritual. And I do believe that God 
allows things to happen in the spiritual realm first before they come to manifest in the, in the natural. So I wanted to tell you that with all the things that are going on negative, that uh, there are revivals going on, but we just don't hear about them. And I've been following certain, you know, you'll catch glimpses on uh, news lines or feeds or whatever, and you'll see that there are actually revivals happening. And it's like, thank you, Lord, because God's calling in those who are in those places where you would not expect. And I think it's because you have to come to that place of being broken to need to know that if we repent and turn to the Lord, all of us, you know, maybe we're just taking it for granted that we're along for the ride. But sometimes we need to repent of where, where we're at. We're not seeking his heart. We're not drawing close to him. He wants to draw us near to him. And the word says if we, uh, we draw near to him, he will draw near to us. And I believe that's what his heart's desire is first for us, the church, to draw near to him so that he will respond to us and speak to our hearts, show us what to do. He may call you to be engaged in something that you've never done before. He may just call you to be an intercessor. You're standing in the gap for something. We need to stand in the gap for our nation right now and for our children. I just have a strong desire about that. I can't help it. It's a passion. But whatever God's laying on your heart to have a passion for, you need to pray about it, seek what, you, what, what he wants. Um, in Joel 2, cha- chapter 2, 28 and 29, it talks about it at the end. Now, I know this is speaking to Israel and after they've repented, but he says he will pour out his spirit on, have it right here. on your, uh, yeah, pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. And your young men will see visions. And I believe that when we turn to him and really ask him to renew our heart, breathe that breath of life again in us, that we had it at the beginning. Because you know, when we first get saved, we're all excited for the Lord, but we don't have the knowledge of him. But then later, we have the knowledge, but we don't have the desire and the love for him. So we need to have that again to seek his heart and have whatever breaks his heart break our heart. And when we have that, I think that we're gonna be able to move ahead together as a church united for the common cause of the kingdom of God to bring in the lost, to bring in the prodigal sons and daughters. Now, I'm going to share with you, I had a dream, and I shared this with the ladies at our study, but, and I think it's really telling. But I had a dream that I was in this place looking like down into the next floor. It was a huge crowd of young people and it was sort of dim and in the front of that room was a huge screen that covered the whole wall like you're watching a huge like screen and on that screen 
was a huge crowd of other people. And then all of a sudden, I heard this music playing. And it's an odd thing, but when it happens to you, do you ever have a, I don't know if it's ever happened, but did you ever in your dream have a song and a melody and words come, but you don't know, you don't know it, but you start singing it along with it? And you, st well, that's what happened. I started hearing music, and I started hearing the song, the, no the uh, words, and I started singing it, and it became a melody. And I said to myself, this is praise music, and it's like so good. And then I started, I started to clap, and then everyone down below in the room started to clap too, and we were all singing this song. And then on this, in the midst of all of this, a bride that was dressed in her wedding gown appeared in the middle of the group of the, the younger people. These were like young adults. And she started just hugging and hugging them. And I just, I was singing the song, and it was like, when I was singing the song, and when I was waking up from this dream, I was singing, I am alive. I am alive. And I'm thinking, this is like the dry bones. We need to breathe the breath of God into this place. So, <clears throat> in my closing, I just pray that we will be awakened by the Spirit. We'll, we'll seek His voice, hear His heart. And we pray for the revival to come, for those who have been brought up in the church but have walked away or have never heard the word of hope that Jesus brings. And I want to close with this prayer. I have it marked in here. It's, and I've learned through this time of journaling and praying and whatever, like I said, it's not about me, but I want you to experience how God will speak to you, is you can pray the scriptures. Pray them. So I'm going to pray this scripture for us as soon as I get to it. It's from Colossians, really. Colossians chapter 1. It was Paul's prayer to them, but I think that we're going to close with this prayer. And I'll, it says, um, and I just pray this, that we will continually ask God to fill us with the knowledge of your will, Lord, through all your wisdom and understanding that you, the Spirit, gives so that you will, we will be able to live a life that you've called us to that is worthy. And we will please you in all ways, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of who you are, being strengthened with all power according to your glorious might, so that, you would have, that we would be able to have your endurance and patience and giving you uh, thanks and joy to you, Father, because you have qualified us to share in that inheritance of your holy people. And you have brought us into the kingdom of the Son that you love. And you have rescued us from the dominion of darkness. And, and it's through your Son that who we have that redemption. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have given us that redemptive uh, from the sins that we have, redemption, we have received that from you, from the blood of, of 
the cross, Lord, that you have given to us. And we just thank you, Lord God. Lord, we just ask that you would continue to speak to our hearts, help us to know you more, and to reveal your heart to us. In Jesus' name, amen.